Men are supposed to protect women, not become them. And this may seem very, very straightforward, especially to all people in ages past, but today I believe we fall into such a low of shirking male responsibility. We have abdicated all that man should be and instead are playing with all kinds of weird trans ideology that really didn't even exist until about 30 seconds ago. Today, we're going to talk about all this stuff as there's just massive vitriol in the internet and culture in general on people that are uh, crying for, hey, trans rights, how could you victimize these? Why are you being so transphobic? How dare you not care about this community? And the other side of the debate saying, hey, you have no idea the destructive force that this trans ideology is doing. Quit grooming kids, all this stuff. And both sides are heated and upset. And we're going to dive straight into the fray and have a good conversation today Welcome to the John Lovell Show, starting now. All right, and welcome back. Do, do you guys find yourself like dancing to that intro? That I was do. straight fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll hum it when we're not on the show. I'm just like, it's in my head. I'm like, what is that song? You're into, when I hear it, it's just kind of like a fist pumping good time of it like, is. I want to rock out dur yeah. during that thing. It's great. And look, because we're having fun already, let's just go right into it. We're going to hit this from the top. It is the Shameless Plug. Shameless Plug. I knew you would do the music he did. thing. He did. He's got a new toy. He's got yeah. a new toy. So he he's hitting those buttons. What's the Shameless Plug? So today's today? Shameless Plug is the Warrior Poet Society Polo. It is backed by popular mm. demand. Our model, John Lovell, is wearing the cool gray version. It's a light, breathable polo designed for everyday wear. This peak polo is a silky, soft, for lived-in comfort with traditional good looks and our signature WPS Shield logo. Find it now at Warrior Poet Supply Co. Well, I'm going to go buy one right now. That's I know, fantastic. that was pretty good. John, can we pause the show? Can, can you pop your collar for me Dude, just so we can see that? Pop it. Fonzie style. I got a mic and I don't want to do that. <laughs> you bet you're gooning it. It's good like that. You know what I love about shirts is it keeps you from being naked from the waist up. You know, They serve so. their purpose well. They really do. They Fantastic. Do. All right, let's jump in. Guys, uh, there's a YouTube channel. I think it's the biggest YouTube channel on the planet, and that's Mr. Beast's YouTube channel. 146 million followers, so slightly more than what we have. Way to go, Mr. Beast. But anyway, th there's uh, a co-star. His name is Chris Tyson, who's recently gone trans. He's been taking hormone replacement therapy drugs. Uh, he is married, uh, now separated from his wife, uh, and he's got a little boy. Now, since trans stuff is such a hot topic today, I wanted to basically use this story of Mr. Beast and his co-star recently going trans as a jumping off point to have a larger conversation, right? And so uh, I, I really wanted to look at that. Now, uh, there's a bunch of things we could look at, but given the size of Mr. Beast's YouTube channel and people watching and being influenced that, particularly young people, mm -hmm. this is, a, I mean, that, that could really change some big pieces of culture. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to jump into that. Yeah, well, and my first question on it is, you know, it's it's one of his friends, it's one of the other characters on the show that's transitioning. If you were Mr. Beast, John, how would you respond to something like this? Uh, probably different than you would respond to somebody on like Twitter, where it's kind of like, gotcha, see my point beats your point. When it's, you're face to face with a longtime friend, uh, I think the very first reaction is to have a, a degree of compassion of like, okay, all right something massive is shifting of like my friend as I knew them is now, I mean, 
completely diametrically changing an identity. You were a dude, and now all of a sudden you're not. And that's going to have some humongous implications for their life, also for their family, which is a big deal and I want to talk about a lot, and also of like, hey, how's that changed the dynamic of the show and work? And so my first proclivity is uh, I want I want to, I mean, soft spirit. I want to be compassionate. This is a friend. But I also know something about friendship in that friendship isn't just saying, well, well, great, say, say whatever you want. That's not a real friend. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. our culture today has lost track of what true friendship is. Friendship is loving and caring for someone. It's not just telling them whatever they want to hear. And so for my part, I know that a man cannot change into a woman. You can't, you can't change races. You can't change ages. So you can't, for instance, mm, be a dude and then decide you are a little girl. Even if you get tremendous money through ad sponsorships, Dylan Mulaney, M- Mulaney or Mulvaney, uh, I- I'm kind of glad I, I don't. Mulaney. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> you can't just all of a sudden decide to be a little girl and that be a meaningful thing. You can't change your gender. Now, psychologists knew this for ages. It's called gender dysphoria. And it was a mental illness. We, we knew that. And, and like 10 years ago, all the people that are like, yay, trans, how dare you come out against this? You transphobe, you bigot, whatever, you Christo-fascist. I've been getting that one mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot mm-hmm. lately of like, how dare you come out? 10 years ago, this wasn't even a debate. Everyone agreed. Yep, men and women. And it, it's, it's startling to me that we could get to this point this fast. But it, hey, like my friend is struggling with a mental illness. And my part as a friend here Showing compassion also doesn't jettison truth because I really do care about my friends and say, if my friend had anorexia, right, and they're like, I'm just too fat, and I'm looking at them and they're like all emaciated with sunken in ribs like a Holocaust patient, I wouldn't say, yeah, you should probably lay off, you know, lose some LBs, absolute, whatever you say. Yeah, that's a hateful thing for you to do. And so in the same way of like, yeah, just change your gender right right on. Of like, you need to hit them with some hard truth. Friends don't let their friends drive drunk. Meaning of like, you're my friend. I see you hammered drunk and you're about to get in your car. I'm going to take your keys from you and you're going to be very upset. You might punch me in the nose over it. Uh, and then I'm going to do some non-breaking bones jujitsu on you to subdue you. You're probably drunk and kind of yeah. limp fish anyway. So I'm going to win that bout, but I'm not going to give you your keys because I'm your friend. I refuse to allow you to hurt yourself. And that is a loving thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I think culture thinks friendship means don't contradict anyone and let them just do whatever you want. But yeah. I'm particularly upset here. So returning to the question of like, here I'm Mr. Beast. Here's Chris. I love you. I recognize you're dealing with some issue that's a really big thing, and it's going to take some time uh, to be able to work through. I know my part in uh, friendship is I'm not going to let you destroy your life. And I'm like, yeah, sure, cut off all your genitals. Yeah, that what could go wrong? Change your makeup. Leave your wife because Chris is now separated mm-hmm. from his wife, and my heart immediately goes out to, what about her? Right. You know, she. They said wedding vows, right? Uh, they promised. This man and this woman, you know, chose each other as a man chose the woman. The woman chose Chris as he was, and they promised to love each other selflessly in, in sickness and in health, and you know, till death do they part. And so that was a promise that they made. And she didn't sign up for all of a sudden you're going to you're going to become a chick. And so uh, you have lied to that bride, uh, and you put your own desire to cosplay femininity uh, over 
the family of like, what chance does that kid have? Do we have pictures of the, you know, wife and kids there, mm-hmm. wife and kid there? And so you can see of like, my wife looked at this picture yesterday and she's like, oh my God, this is it's a normal looking guy, you know? And oh, holy cow, she's like, she's cute. And look at that little kid. And she just couldn't believe it. Like, how could Chris go from this into what he looks like now? Do, do you have like a before, after, pay? there it is. So, um, yeah, anyway, I'm like, holy cow, this is dramatically changing how this person looks. That That's not okay. I love what you said there, John. You started off with compassion, you know, and, and you touched on it a little bit. I think the redefinition of words that is occurring with our current society where we change what everything means. So a true friend today means I'm affirming you and supporting you in everything that you say, even if it's not healthy for you. And that's not where I want my friends to be. I want my friends to come and tell me, hey, this isn't good. Hey, you're destroying your family. Hey, you're hurting others by this. Whatever that decision is, if it's because you know because of alcohol or because of uh, working too much or because I'm just not being a good dad, like whatever those things are, I want to have a friend that comes to me and says, "Hey, this is not good." That's a true friend to me. Somebody who yeah. just affirms everything I say doesn't love me. Hey, you know what though? You know, Chris Tyson. He to counter that, he recently tweeted, you know, because someone said, you know, uh, uh, you know, about Jimmy Donaldson, who is Mr. Beast, that, you know, Jimmy should speak up instead of letting his friend hurt himself. And um, and so in, uh, a person tweeted that to Chris Tyson, and his response was um, really telling, um, is that, no, no, bro, me and my friends, we are, we are good, we are happy, um, you know, helping each other become the best versions of ourselves and making tons of money. So that's his counter, you know, so his, to, to the, you know, a friend doesn't let friend drive drunk. He wouldn't even say he's drinking. He would say that they're merely letting them pursue what is making them happy and making a ton of money in the process. And I think that's their value set. That's where they're trending with this. And this isn't the first time that, that Mr. Beast has been in this. Some people are calling this the Oscar effect. And so what they're referencing here, this is Rolling Stone, um, this is or, or the Carl effect. Carl Jacobs was a cameraman that got promoted to being one of the on-screen talents. This has been a regular feature of the show since about 2020. And Carl wears jewelry and has been painting his nails. And so, so some people are hypothesizing, and Rolling Stone hates this, is that uh, it's, it's like a, a virus, right? Um, that is, is, is infiltrated their band. And, and uh, now Carl... Carl's decisions is affecting Chris, you know, and so Rolling Stone is, of course, saying no, that they don't believe that so. But, you know, I guess I wonder how much how much fetish do you put up with? Good question. Of like, there's part of me of like, all right, somebody wants to go do their own thing, whether it's cutting themselves up or identifying however they want. There's part of it. It's like live and let live. You got the freedom to be able to do that. Go do whatever you want. But I noticed there was a picture I saw this morning where Chris's son is lay on the floor and he's wearing a pair of high heel shoes. And at first I thought, I'm like, all right, well, because he's doing the whole trans thing, now that's passing on to kids. And then I wanted to give him a, a little bit of slack because, hey, what kid isn't putting on mom's shoes? Yeah. And, and here's, yeah, here's my girl's, dad's boots. Yeah, so, my, yep. Yeah. And, and that's just, you know, a kid being goofy of like, look, I'm wearing what. And so I, I didn't want to be too hard on that, but. Then I look closer and it looked like those shoes were sized for the child. I'm like, no way mom's huh. fitting into those shoes. I don't believe those shoes belong to mom. I think dad 
who's dealing with some weird gender stuff is now passing that on to kids. And you notice all the trans folks, not all, but many of the trans folks seem to be going after our kids with kids story hour. And then they're literally doing like striptease drag shows, doing horrible pornographic stuff that would not be allowed in many places in society. All ages. So I'm like, that. that's like an 18 plus event. But all of a sudden, because it's a dude dressed up with a girl, now he can be nearly naked and literally flash kids. And it's okay. Of like, that. this has horrible damaging effects. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is why trans people are so after our kids. They want to indoctrinate, they want to read to, and it just looks like perversion, perversion, perversion. What is it about whatever they're doing that they need to have kids at these shows? Have you ever asked yourself that? Why do these grown men who are dressing like women need to have kids at their shows or asking for kids to be there? What in the world is going on in their brains and hearts that that is a, seems to be almost a central pillar of what they're hoping to have happen? Just throwing that out there, right? Yeah. Another thing that uh, factors into this is, you know, here's Chris, was a dude, he was part of the bro team, the bro squad or whatever, all kind of guys hanging out. And now he is trying to become a her or whatever pronoun, whatever, Uh, just not a dude, clearly. How is that going to affect Chris himself? You know, uh, and, and I get that there's a lot of people out there affirming and saying, hey, rock on, but let's say... When, you know, you've been out for a couple years and you've been doing the hormone replacement therapy for a while, there's so many trans folks that have horrible, horrible regrets about mutilation and hormone, and you can't go back from it. And that's part of the lie is mm-hmm. like, if you change your mind later, you're good to go. I'm like, no, you're doing irreparable harm to your body. And the difficulty here is Chris had a place in the bro team. You know, he was a guy yeah. among guys, and we relate to that. And now... He's trying to become a girl, and, and is he going to really find true, deep friendships and real acceptance within the girls? Because he's not going to find it within the dudes. Now, they can give lip service, but practically speaking, there's going to be some caught in between two genders and not really integrated. Now, maybe everyone accepts you, but you're just not getting the real invites, you know, of like, the dudes are kind of like, I don't know how you're looking at me, and I don't... I like you. You're cool, bro, but I don't really want you around my children. And so I'm not going to invite you to the family barbecue Mm -hmm. of like, you can't just come over and be around my wife or whatever. Like there's some trust issues. Girls are changing and they're supposed to be like, well, he, he do, this guy has male genitalia and watching me of like, it, it causes some isolation. I was thinking in the military, Uh, In basic training, there were some folks that just weren't dealing well with infantry basic training. They found it very, very hard. And so when someone was deemed suicidal, they put them in these orange road guard vests to identify these people were suicidal. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think of it much at a time, but now looking back, we kind of treated them a bit like untouchables. Not that we shouldn't. It was like, we don't know how to, you don't want to say the wrong thing or do anything. And it wasn't a conscious, like awful distancing was just a natural it's just like i don't know how to deal with that Mm -hmm. and i think putting on the road guard vest did something to isolate them i don't know that that was a healthy move because what they probably needed more than anything is acceptance from other soldiers and camaraderie but all of a sudden to put them in that orange road guard vest put a distance between us and them and i'm like 
the orange road guard vest. Yeah, I let leadership really watch them to make sure they're not hanging themselves yeah. with their shoelaces or something else like that. And so I understand the practical application of safeguarding that soldier's life, but sociologically, so I don't know the answer, but sociologically, it immediately distanced them from everyone else, which is going to further the isolation, which is going to further the suicidal thoughts and tendencies. For those of you watching on YouTube or listening in on podcasts, that's it for you today. The rest of the show with Dad Jokes, Q and Ambush, and another topic as we're going to delve into why I'm called transphobic and Christo-fascist all the time on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I've got some heated stuff that's a little too spicy for the YouTube and podcast algorithm. So make sure you check it out on watchwpsn.com. Use code JLSHOW and you'll be able to get a nice discount. You are welcome. But check it out, watchwpsn.com. And here is a sneak peek of what you are missing in a show, which is much longer than what you're just seeing here. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Here you go. And he has since gone on a journey, lost 165 pounds and 22% body fat. Celebrate that. Pistol mags, rifle mags. This compartment's like shot timer, eyes, ears. Is it me? It's you.